are now listening to the Bulls and Bullets podcast. We're here live now, right now, live, pre-recorded uh, with uh, Ethan and Braddock. So how you doing, Braddock? What are we doing today? Man, I'm good, man. I'm glad we get to start this thing finally. It's been a long time coming, but uh, been a lot of steps in the process, but we're here now finally, so this is pretty fun, man. We've jumped over hurdle after hurdle to get to where we are today. <laughs> Who knew starting a podcast was this much of a, a a jump that was nuts i thought we'd just start like no big deal we're just yeah. gonna hop in the podcast world we'll be out there with all the big dogs no that took a minute no. get your microphone get your headphones and just start talking <laughs> right. and it is not that simple right. there it is not money is you, gotta, not. you invest in it you spend your money you test it out oh i'm broke now i don't have any money anymore <laughs> i'm done this has got to bring us back Oh, we're done. Don't tell Kelly that. I say, For those of you who don't know, that's my fiance. My truck, my truck is always three days from being repoed, and yeah, if this doesn't yeah. if this doesn't play out, I'm walking. I'm walking. Yeah, that's how most cowboys live, though. So you're right there in the mix. Yeah, I guess we can just jump in and start talking, kind of what people really want to know about us, and just uh, kind of tell people what we're doing here, why we're doing this, man. Okay, well, I'd say first off, you know, why we started the podcast is one, just the education value. We both have a little something that we can bring to the table that a lot of people don't know about, or a lot of people want to know more about, is the big thing. That is true. I say when I'm looking for podcasts, it's always something I'm already interested in, but just don't know a whole lot about, and I just want to hear somebody break it down for me dude i'm the same way like i i rarely i rarely get on a podcast network and just click some random podcast where i'm like oh let's see what's going on there today it's mainly like things that i have values with but i've never really seen one that brings multiple things i have values with into one package and i think that's kind of what we're trying to do here um I'm entwined in the firearms industry and you're entwined in the livestock industry, but I've not seen something yet that really brings those two things together. Even though the people in both those industries are usually somehow intertwined with one another, even if they don't know it very well. Um, and I think this is going to be a fun platform for people in both those industries to kind of come together because we're so similar in so many different ways. Um, personally, that's how I see it. Very like-minded people, very American people. Um, I just haven't seen anything like this yet, so I think this is going to be kind of a novel concept. Um, and hopefully we have a chance to bring a lot of good knowledge, like you said, and education out there to people to listen to, um, as well as guests coming on here. We have quite a few guests lined up. Ain't that right? Like, you have a few people that you want to bring on here for now. Same here. I mean, hopefully we get some people that can really emulate some of these ideas that we're bringing to the table. Oh, you're uh, you're exactly right. I mean... The concept that we have here, kind of bringing two different worlds together that are already, I mean, right next to each other, you don't really have one without the other. And our guests that we have lined up, they're bringing aspects that I don't know, you don't know, and most of our listeners aren't going to know. And we're all going to learn a little bit about along the way. But we're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it fun. It's going to be something that we can laugh along with. And by the end of it, you're going to say, well, you know, I didn't know that. 
I didn't know that when I started. And that's what that's really what we want to do is bring a lesson, bring some education along. And so when you come up with a with an idea with a topic that is unique like ours, bulls and bullets. It's livestock meets the gun industry. And there really isn't anything out there like it. So when we bring these guests on, we bring these topics, and we're bringing these different sides of the same story. You know, people, it's you know, it's just a different little corner of the market that we need to oh, we need absolutely. to bring out there. Yeah, absolutely. And this was basically your idea, man. You reached out to me, and we're like, "Hey, I have a good idea." And luckily, I was just like, "Throw it at me, man. Let's do something." What do you want to do? And I, I think the way the conversation started was. I think you asked me, hey, do you listen to podcasts? I was like, yeah, of course. I love learning stuff on podcasts. And then you go, have you ever thought about making one? And I honestly, I was like, no, I've never thought of doing that. I mean, in the back of my mind, I was always like, hey, that'd be fun. You know, I don't know. A podcast. Whoa, that'd be cool. But never once was I like, let's do this. And you kind of pushed the ball. You were like, hey, let's do this. I have a good idea. And I was totally open to listening to it. Man, when you dropped that on me. I was like, dude, we got to do this. People need to hear something like this right now. And we're not going to get, I think that's kind of what we talked about earlier. We're not going to get political. We don't want people. That's such a beaten horse right now. It's like everyone talks about politics and the election and what new diseases out there these days and all this negative crap. It's like, let's just stick to something fun and learn something here. And that's why I was so on board with this. I was like, we need to hop on this before we totally lose track of this because we're busy people. I mean, we got things going on in our lives, but I don't think we're busy enough to say no to something like this. Right. Yeah. I say, uh, a few things that you just touched on. Number one is you just said, I like learning things from podcasts and I'm the same way. So I want to bring something that people can learn from that. They'll hear something that they haven't heard before, something that they can take and apply in their own lives if it is a helpful tip and two is a fun thing to do we want to make it fun we want to keep it light yeah and one of the things i had in the back of my mind is me and you braddock we're good friends we've been friends for many years and i've upped and moved literally a thousand miles away i'm in nebraska you've left uh you've left the pack (laughs) yeah I'm in northern Nebraska, and you're in southern Oklahoma. We're, I mean, right at a 1,000 miles away from each other. It is. It's and, a long drive. And I see this. I see the podcast as a way for me and you to stay in touch. You know, we can talk, you know, every couple of weeks we get together. We talk for an hour or so. We get to catch up on our lives. We get to catch up on things that are going on in the world and just express our opinions and bring some facts to the table. So, you know, absolutely. It kind of cuts down on that. We're a thousand miles apart. Wait, you know, for an hour or so, we can be 10 inches apart as far as we are away from our screens, as far as we are away from our microphones. You know, we get to talk to each other Mm -hmm. and we get to kind of shorten the gap between our friendship. (laughs) Well, thank you. I love you so much. Say, I'm taking it. Yeah, uh, not to suck your dick too hard. Uh, uh, wait a minute. He's actually in the room with me right now, people. 
We are, uh, contrary to popular belief, we are not sitting across uh, the table from each other. We are literally 1,000 miles away from each other. Like like 900 and some odd miles. Yeah, isn't that the cool thing about technology? We can actually, like, put this together. Which, honestly, this was much harder than I thought it was going to be. I was like, yeah, we'll just get on FaceTime or something. No, not even. (laughs) No. That was a learning curve, figuring this out to start. But uh, I think we pretty much are professionals with all things electronic now, wouldn't you say? Well, I uh, did have to buy a new laptop to uh, support everything yeah. that we're doing. But other than, <laughs> other than that, it's been a pretty, pretty straightforward <laughs> little point and click. If only, and we are if only people knew why, and I, if only people knew why, and I don't even want them to know, I'm just going to leave it at that. EH got mad one day. And now he has a new laptop, and things are working fabulously. I say the laptop I had before this was over seven years old and had downloaded numerous gigabytes of content and just could not could not hold up to Adult the rigors. Content. Not, not, nothing, well, okay. Yeah, I mean, PG-13. You were in content. college. You were in college. We were all young once. Uh, don't judge me. <laughs> but uh, now oh we're, we're up and running, clean, smooth, and ready to conquer the world, aren't we, Braddock? Absolutely. And yeah, for, for people who are listening who don't know voices here, because we are doing this just over microphones, there's no videography right now, which hopefully we have that in the future. I'm Braddock. That's EH who was just talking. Hopefully you can differentiate our voices enough to tell when one of us is talking. Uh, but yeah, yes. I think people kind of would like to know about us a little bit. I think it'd make things a little easier going forward. That way people aren't totally clueless of like what they're listening to right now. Would you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, introduce myself. I am Ethan Hyatt BB, a.k.a. E.H., and I currently reside in Gordon, Nebraska. I'm about 15 miles from the South Dakota line, and I work at a bull stud, and I care for bulls that have been deemed uh, necessary or worthy of siring multiple herds. Their genetics are desirable by many people. So there is quite a bit of value placed on these bulls. And I am charged with their care. And that is what I do from day to day. To make sure these bulls are cared for, fed, watered, all of that jazz. And which we'll go into more than that in in later episodes. But for right now... That's about all you need. Yeah, absolutely. To know. I say for all my life. I grew up on a ranch, grew up on a dairy farm, later into a ranch for beef cattle. Since I graduated high school, I've bounced around from ranch to ranch, which I will talk about in later episodes. I've learned a lot, I've met a lot of people, seen a lot of cattle, and there is a lot to this industry. Which I can say that Braddock has a. Uh, a Similar in his industry, knows a lot from the ins and outs, what he's learned through the years. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I can kind of piggyback off that a little bit. 
but I can definitely say I do not have the experience at all with the livestock industry as you have. I've been around it. I'm in Oklahoma. Been around it my entire life, but nowhere near as entwined as you've been and versed yourself in that type of industry. But uh, I have very well dug my feet into the firearms industry um, from a young age. I've just basically had a rifle in my hand or a shotgun, raised around them, hunted with them our entire lives. Um, it wasn't until recently I started gunsmithing some people on the side, doing custom work, um, as well as starting my own manufacturing firm for AR-15 components, which is in the startup stages currently. Um, yeah, we can get into all that later. There's a plethora of information we can get into with that, but know plenty of people in the industry right now and have lots of contacts here and there to help with everything we have going on our end of the spectrum um but it's a fun world and there's great people in this industry the second amendment community is unmatched i think in terms of other industries we actually have a bill of rights on our side <laughs> which most industries do not have um but somehow we're still one of the most scrutinized <laughs> by the very people that are in control of so what are the odds oh well um, I'm not going to say where I'm from in Oklahoma, um, just because the ATF is always watching. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, we need to defund the ATF anyways. Uh, for now, we can kind of leave it at that and just let people guess a little bit more as time goes on. Um, hopefully, we get a chance to do some questionnaires with everyone listening to where they can kind of ask us questions that they want to ask us. and and really help people out that are genuinely curious about what we're doing and what we're doing in our respective industries and together, things that are future, things in our future, I should say. But that's just a little bit about me, kind of why I'm bringing the bullets to this podcast and EH is bringing the bulls to this podcast. It's what we do. We live it up day to day. Um, and like we said, we don't do it together day to day, but uh, that's the whole goal of this podcast, to kind of tell each other what we've been doing with our respective professions that we're trying to become professionals in um we're fairly young now but i think we have a pretty good ship on our shoulder when it comes to knowing what we're doing exactly you know i think that's what we bring to the table is we're living these lives we want to be professionals in our industry but we are young and we are still thirsty for more knowledge so when we come to this we're going to bring that you know, this is a topic that I've heard, but I don't know a lot about, so I'm going to research it, and I'm going to bring it so that other people don't have to Google what I just Googled. They don't have to read the articles that I've just spent hours and hours reading. They can hear yeah, it absolutely. firsthand from someone who is, you know, they've ran the cattle, they've built the gun, they've seen the parts, they've fed the feed, they know what they're... They've been in it enough to know that this is bullshit or this is legit. And that's what we're going to say. Yeah. That's what we're going to bring. You know, we will we'll research it and we'll say, hey, this isn't, this isn't right. What they're saying, what you're reading, mm -hmm. this isn't right. Here's where you need to go. You know, we just, Absolutely, yeah. We, we're going to try our hardest, I would hope, to be as unbiased on most of these things as we can and just tell our unbiased opinion on things that we see in the industry and things that that we think are wrong or things that we think are, are great. Um, whether that be proposed laws on both of our industries, which like I say, we're not gonna try and get very political, but I don't consider proposed laws 
politicking to an extent. I think people need to be aware of what's going on in the world around them. You can ignore politics all you want, but I think when certain laws are present in the world of livestock and firearms, at least know about them, at least have an interest to want to know what that is. And hopefully we'll be able to bring a lot of these things to the table just to talk about them, to just get more word out there about things that are happening in these industries. Yeah. We're not going to tell you who to vote for, but we will say, hey, this is what's being voted on, and this is what we think about it. And you should see us more as just a source of information that you can put with whatever else you're getting your information from. If it contradicts it, then you should probably Google it more. If it solidifies it, then hell yes. If it goes against it, then you just look into it more. That's all we're saying. You know, don't... Yeah. Don't uh, cite us on your research papers. You know, don't say, oh, <laughs> oh, bulls and bullets said to vote for so-and-so, so that's what we're going to do. Do not do that. Do not listen to us in that sense. Come here. You hear some, <laughs> you hear some good facts. You hear our opinions on those facts, and you go on about your day. You know, we're just one source of information that you should have. Do not take us as your one and only <laughs> guidance <laughs> to your life because we are not it. If you listen to us, you'll be eating steaks and shooting AR-15s every goddamn day of your life. That's all I'm saying. Which, hey, there's worse There's worse lives. There are many, many lives way worse than that. I wish I could shoot guns daily. I wish I could build guns daily. Turns out once you get into the industry, you realize, wow, I don't have enough money for any of this. But it's an addiction, so you just do everything you can. Stay with it. And it is really an addiction at this point. I mean... I haven't pulled the trigger on a gun in about... I say I haven't pulled the trigger in like two... Almost three months now. Three months it's been since I pulled I the trigger say, on anything. I, I hope you didn't say years just then. I thought you were about to say years. I was like, there's no way. But how is that going, by the way? The gun you built for me? Yeah, yeah. How's your gun, man? I'd say the last time... The last trigger I pulled was on the AR you built for me. So you built me... <sighs> All uh, right. Built me a custom-made left-handed AR-15. Uh, I put about 20 rounds through the barrel and said, hey, this thing shoots, and I put it back where it went, and <laughs> that's been about it. That's the most EH thing I've ever heard. He said, folks, yep. it works, and that's all I need. Yep. I didn't even empty a full clip through it, <laughs> and I put it back. <laughs> Some of the folks are going to give you hell for this. I can't, it's a magazine. I can't be just, it's a clip. I clipped it in. It clipped. I heard a, <laughs> I heard a clip. Uh, a clip is in. <laughs> you can call it a clip if you want to. People do not give him shit. I did not read it. There was no words on the bullets. Well, I guess, I guess on the rim, on the rim fire, if I'm really getting into it. Man, we're going to get canceled for this thing to... ever, ever gets out. We, we've, uh. We got a lot to talk about here. Um, what's a rim fire and a center fire? I uh, I shot something. The barrel shrouds, the thing that goes up on your shoulder. The people that heard that will probably know what I meant by that reference. That the handguard goes against your shoulder, right? That's what that yes, is. Yes, absolutely. You put you put it, the barrel directly into your forehead, and you imagine what happens from then. We're giving good advice here, people. We're giving good advice. Episode one, off to a hot start. Off to a spicy yep. start. 
If you spray Pam down your barrel, it's as good as lube. That's what yeah, I it, use. It is uh, straight Pam. It does increase velocity by at least 10 to 15 feet per second. So we'll Pam it up. Yeah. I always carry a tactical Pam by a back pocket. Yeah. The little the little three inch can. It just slips right. Yeah, yeah. a little mini right one. It looks pocket. like WD forty, but it's Pam. It's Pam. Butter flavored. Works the best. <laughs> you mentioned you uh, you grew up on a uh, dairy farm. Yes. I was did. that your? Uh, we're kind of jumping back and forth right here. Was that your uh, first experience ever in the livestock industry, or was that even where you kind of took a loving to the industry, or was that just something you kind of were born into and you were there? I say my dad started the dairy farm in 1989, and I was born in 1995. So he was well into it by the time I came along. And we sold the dairy farm in 2007. So I was 12 years old. Quick math. 12 years old when we sold it. So for a good, since I was about 5 years old, could really carry a bucket. I was helping feeding. You know, we had to pour feed out. And that was my job. You know, fill the, fill the bunks up. So that when the dairy cows came in there, they had something to eat. Dad put the milkers on. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's where I really got exposed to it. You know, those, those dairy cows are pretty gentle, so you can really be around them and, you know, I love it. I fell in love with cattle. I fell in love with this whole industry. That's all I've wanted to do my whole life. I mean, all through high school, I was, you know, taking care of the family cattle. Uh, I was helping on other ranches, just whatever other ranchers needed. I mean, a lot, a lot of the guys in our area are you know, elderly, they're in their 60s and 70s, and they just need a helping hand when it comes to, you know, doctoring and working cattle or just fixing up a fence. That's what I was doing. And since I got done with college, I uh, bounced around from a few different ranches, you know, full-time help. I've worked in Texas, you know, now I'm in Nebraska. Yeah, I've so that's basically it. where you got your, your foundation from that dairy farm. That's kind of your... That's your foundation oh. in all this. And like you said, oh, there's absolutely. there's a lot of older knowledge in that industry. Like, I don't really see that many, uh, I say I don't see, probably just because I'm not around them enough. But when I see, like, younger guys like yourself in the livestock industry, it I kind of, like, you know, hats off. Because, like, that's kind of a, a tough thing to get into right now. I feel like it's more of a, uh, that's old news. Like, the guys that are doing it have been doing it. Um, for people to try to just go out there and do it on their own at a young age, it's like that's a really big risk for someone young to do that, um, to compete with everyone else. So it's kind of a hats off moment when I see people around our age doing what you're doing in the livestock industry, especially in the bull stud industry. I'm sure that's a very niche industry and hard to get your foot in the door of something at that magnitude. Absolutely. If you if you see someone my age. You can almost guarantee their dad or grandpa was doing it before them. Yeah, and that's that's kind of yeah. what I was getting at right there. Yeah, yeah. You like you kind of yeah. have to have you you have to know what's going on. You have to have someone who's you can say like this is who taught me or this is where I'm coming from. Like me right now, I've been for really for right here. I've been at two different operations before, uh, two different ranches, and they've both given me basically recommendation to be here and they've said like he knows what's going on he's been around cattle he's driven a tractor 
he has been there, seen that, and got the T-shirt. And now he's you need you need to hire him because he knows what's going on. And that's how it is. I mean, anybody can come on. Really, anybody can get a ranch job these days. But you're going to be scraping shit out of the stalls. You're going to be washing equipment. You're doing you're the dirty gonna, work. Yeah, you're going to be mowing lawns. I guess that's what you're going to be doing. But if you want to go out, actually take care of the cattle, look at the calves. Take Hell, care be an of the owner. Bulls. Own yeah. your own in, own your own cattle operation. That just seems like a huge financial burden Yeah, you, um, to get you, started. You've, you've have to have seen it before. You've had... You have to kind of have that pre-hand knowledge of this is what you do when it's raining. This is what you do when the sun's shining. This is what you do in January. This is what you do in June. Every step, yeah, yeah. everything you can do, there's 10, 10 to 20 steps to everything you can do. And if you've seen it before, it's easy. But if you've never seen it before, it's damn near impossible to get this right. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. I... And most of the time, y'all make it look so easy. It's like, I think that's why people make it look like, oh, anyone can own it on any old cattle operation. It's like, yeah. it's but, just because they know what they're doing. They're making it look so easy. That's yeah. because they're professionals. Professionals make things look easy, and a lot of times people don't understand that. Exactly. I say, even for me, I learn something new every day. I am looking to learn something every day. Because that's how it is. You never stop learning about it. Everything you see is similar, but it is new. Every cow is different. Every bull is different. Every blade of grass is different. Every piece of equipment is different, but still similar. So you can learn something. You have that cookie cutter, in a sense, but it's going to come out a little different every time. It's not always going to be the exact same. So you always have to be on your toes, but you start out the same way. It's it's crazy. It's almost, I say, you're contradicting yourself all the time. It's almost a paradox of, you know, this is how you do it, but don't be stuck in that way because it's probably going to be different every time you do it. Man, you know? that's that's such a military, <laughs> military mindset, man. No matter what plan you have in action in 5, 10, 15 minutes, as soon as you start that plan, it's all going to go to shit. And you're going to have to change on the fly. That's very similar mindset from what you just said. You know, you have your five steps to do this certain thing. But it could be seven or eight by the time you're done with it. You're like, oh, okay, so if this thing starts messing up this way, then I'll kind of know, but... Then it messes up <laughs> a little bit different the next time. You're like, okay, well yeah. now it's ten steps. I don't, you know, I shit, I don't know. You know, spray a little WD forty on it, make sure it's all chained up, and then uh, go from there. Yeah, you know, it's. <laughs> I wish I could be just like a fly on the wall sometimes and just watch what you guys do in a given day. It's definitely a fly by the seat of your pants kind of deal. Every no matter how good you <laughs> get at it. You're always gonna be well. That would that didn't go the way I thought it was gonna go. You know that's a little different than what I've seen. <laughs> it's like you're you're 80 years old and been doing this for 65 years, and you're telling me that it's oh that's a little different than what I've seen. That's just how it Every is. Every day's a new I, day. Yeah, I love that. Nothing yeah. better than an old ass ranch hand man or an old just cattle owner to just listen to all day. It's like 
Yep. Every story is going to be the best story you ever heard. You're never going to be bored. And you're going to feel like a fucking man at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon my friends. Okay. You know, we're we're about to do this. We'll go in here and do it this way. And then five minutes into it, they're like, shit, boys, let's, you know, fucking grab your shit. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you, you didn't know what the hell we were doing either. Shit, I thought I was the only one. Shit, That's sideways, great. I thought it was up. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> That's great. That's so funny because that's so different from the actual, like, firearms industry because with every weapon or with every part built, there's literally one way to do it. When it comes to any type of product that you're putting out there, the tolerances have got to be exact. So when it comes to the machinery, there's so much knowledge that you need to understand to even be around that stuff, or you're shit out of luck. And people will pick up on it like that in the industry. If you have products that are not working with other products in the industry, it will get noticed. So to be on the flip side of what you're saying there, it's, it's funny how it's that different being on the firearms in, uh, side of things and just seeing how there's like literally one way to do everything for the most part. Oh, I can definitely see that. I mean, it's, it's machining, you know, if it's this part that you need for this gun, it's going to be the same every time. You know, if you have every too time. much variation in it. Yeah. Tolerancing is everything, but it is pretty fun getting into all this stuff, learning new things every day. But this is the best part just yeah. starting this podcast that we're able to actually like talk about all this kind of stuff finally and at least hopefully give people something to take away at the end of the day <laughs> oh absolutely i mean i i think from anybody coming from either side because i'd say i i'd say at the base of it from my side farmers and ranchers we need guns to protect the homes and protect our cattle i mean coyotes right now mm-hmm. i mean is one thing and then from your side, I'd say most of the firearm industry is hunters, you know, who are also conservationists who take care of the land. I think I think that's where we make our connection is farmers and ranchers to hunters. We're both stewards of the land. We want to take care, you know, we're taking care of livestock. You're taking care of the wildlife. You know, there are steps that we have to take and firearms at are at the heart of that. I mean, we have to, you know, there's cold deer. Absolutely. And then there's predators that we both have to take care of. Yeah. I say I've never Dude, I've never met a farmer or rancher who hasn't taken a pot shot at a deer or a coyote with some kind of firearm. <laughs> Whether it be a 12 gauge or I'm just talking about they're shooting with 12 gauges, they're shooting with 308s at the same <laughs> goddamn coyote in the same day. <laughs> Yeah, man, we're so intertwined. It's insane. I think that's why this is such a fun podcast to start up, just to really bring both these into one spot. Yeah, yeah, like you said, everyone in one side of either of these industries has had a connection with the other side, even if they didn't even realize they were doing it. Yeah, I say just, I mean, from my experience, I've had a lot of uh, hunters come and say, hey, can we go shoot something off your land? Like, most landowners are farmers and ranchers that hunters need to lease to be able to go and hunt. Yeah. And what do hunters have? They have firearms. So, yep. you know, if at the very base level, that's going to p- bring us together. I'll never forget, even me, uh, going uh, duck hunting, you know. 
we want to go jump some ponds. E.H. duck hunts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a little waterfowl. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Yeah, boy. Trying to go jump some ponds, you know. You go ask somebody, and they say, Hell, yeah, you can go shoot some ducks off our ponds or drinking all my cow's water. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why. Yeah. I swear it's kind of a rolling joke with everyone, but the funniest thing when you're asking someone to hunt their land especially if they have livestock is the first thing they'll say is just don't shoot my cows i'm like man obviously i'm not gonna shoot your cows has that happened in the past like if it has I'll tell us who did and we'll go find them just i just think it's hilarious are they the ones that look like the ducks they're yeah it's either they're the they're drinking their water or just just don't shoot them if you're going out there well yeah yeah i can tell the difference between a 200 pound deer and your fucking 1200 pound cow <laughs> well okay i'll just make sure you both have fun don't shoot the cows got it let me make a note don't shoot cow i say the only places i've ever hunted have had cows on them you know oh absolutely bro well shit what else you want to talk about man we got all kinds of stuff we don't really want to give too much away here we want to keep y'all guessing a little bit just kind of where things are going to go for those of you who are still listening to us, which we thank you. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you think, EH? I say any final words from me is just stay tuned. It's going to be light. It's going to be funny. And I'll read off something I've Googled, and you may not understand it. I probably won't understand it. But it'll be read, and it'll be out there in the old, in the old internet. I say we're going to be recording about, what, <laughs> twice a month now? That's what we're gonna shoot for once yeah, or I twice think a month. So, yeah, that's that's a good goal. I think two podcasts a month right now to kind of get our feet wet. And like we said, this is just a starter episode. This is just kind of letting you guys know what we got planned. And we do have some fun guests coming on soon. We got some people that we think y'all are gonna really want to listen to. Um, I know I do on both our sides. So I think these people are interesting. Um, we're gonna have a lot of questions for them. So they're coming from both our backgrounds, people in the firearms communities and livestock communities so we should have some good content coming up here in this first season of this podcast so it should be a good one man a lot of questions a few answers mm-hmm. and just a lot of laughs a lot of laughs coming down <laughs> a lot of laughs coming your way so just stay tuned for the laughs a lot of heavy breathing a lot of sighs Yes, yes. We're both, you can't see us, but we're both over 300 pounds. And I ran here. I ran to my studio. Yes, he did. All the way from uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Which is 400 miles away. Uh, Yeah, good jog. I will tell you this. uh, Two days ago, it was about 65 degrees here, and I counted uh, 23 people that were running on the side of the road in about a two mile distance are you pretty remote was, like are you just out there on dirt roads or are you close yeah to town? oh no well i mean i'm right by the highway and i'm right by a town of about 1800 people so that's pretty small <laughs> yeah i say the nearest the nearest walmart is 45 minutes away oh yeah some of the people listening in the big cities are like oh my god how does he get fed people he eats bulls for a living all of our listeners right now are just 45 minutes 
And that's one way. If, if you go the opposite what? direction, it's two hours. That's the closest one. The next closest is two hours away. And I haven't, I haven't been to a Sonic since July. Well, I can tell you, uh, you're not missing much. Oh, I would... You try and be away from a Sonic for more than like three or four months, and you tell me. I guess I am a little uh, blessed. The town we live in has a Sonic as well as nothing else. So we get to eat Sonic whenever we want. What I do miss is some Whataburger, man. Dude, I hate not being (laughs) close to Whataburger sometimes. All those Texas people out there are like, yeah, man, you fucking rock, dude. And then the people out in California are like, you suck, In-N-Out's better. And I'm like, no, In-N-Out is highly overrated. We probably just lost a lot of followers for that one. (laughs) Yeah, all of our California listeners. Damn it! Um... (laughs) There is a large 2A community in California, so we got to include those guys and gals. See, where I worked at in Texas was right by Stephenville. Shout out to Stephenville, Texas. Go Stephenville. Latest opened up a uh, second Whataburger one block from the original Whataburger in Stephenville. <laughs> one one whole block. That's the most Texas thing they could have done. I fucking yeah. love it. So there's two just right beside each other. That's yep. so great. It's just like our hometown. Had a Sonic or a subway and they were like literally had a subway across the lake on one side of town. We had an opening on the other side of town. And they said, let's put another subway there. And somehow there was no pushback. And now we have two subways in our hometown. So, Well, the second subway isn't open 24 hours like the first one. You're right. Completely different. Not even remotely the same. Can we say our our hometown? Are you going to bleep it? I'll try. No, I'm kidding. You can. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You follow. I don't think it matters. Who cares? We are from Eufaula. Lake Lake Eufaula, Oklahoma. Not Alabama. Head pride. Head pride. Go Ironheads. Head pride. But yeah, man, we've been talking for quite a while now, man. We've had a we've had a good podcast going so far on this first one. Hopefully we still have people listening and they're not like these guys are all over the place. But yeah, honestly, we have been going for quite a while here, just getting started on this first one, so I think We'll have a pretty good second episode coming up soon. I think we have some good talking points in the next episode. Absolutely. I think you all need to stay tuned. Yeah, we've had a pretty good podcast here, man. We're going to have a lot more coming for you guys, so please stay tuned. This is just episode one. We're just getting started here. Um, I'll turn it over to EH. Yes, this has been episode one. I hope you've enjoyed it. we got a lot more content coming your way. New guests, new topics. And a lot more knowledge and a lot more laughs that are coming down the pipe. So stay tuned. Listen up. I've been EHBB. I'm Braddock Dobbs. And this has been the Bulls and Bullets Podcast. (laughs) 